Homestyle Green, episode 116. Ensel Slab. Oh, this is one of my favourite topics. Cutting heat loss at the edge of your concrete slab. G'day, Matthew Cutler-Welsh here for another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast all about inspiring people to make a better place to live. And this week we are talking again about slab edge insulations, one of my favourite topics. This is looking at that thin strip of concrete that is exposed usually when you have a concrete slab um, around the edge of the, the, the base, the foundation of your house. And it's actually where a surprisingly large amount of heat can be lost. And I'm talking to um, Mike, who has um, Mike Peters, who has come up with a product for cutting that heat loss. Uh, before we get into that, another very good product for cutting your heat loss is, of course, Proclimber, and they are great supporters of this show. Now, the way that Proclimber work, uh, they help you with your Air tightness, basically, is their, is their strength in terms of their wraps that they have and also the tapes that help you seal up that wrap. If you're going down the passive house pathway or even close to that and you want a high-performance home, it's definitely worth giving Thomas and his team at Proclimber a call because they can help you out with all sorts of useful advice and also some excellent um, leading products in their field. Their Intello product isn't just a good wrap. It also it's kind of like Gore-Tex for a house. It it helps the house breathe, let um, the moisture through that needs to get through, but keeps keeps it uh, waterproof from the outside. So check them out: proclimate.com.au or proclimate.co.nz. Now, Mike Peters isn't from the building industry, although his dad was, but he has been very successful as a business owner and a manufacturer and a distributor of custom-made products for the marine industry, which sounds completely unrelated, but he's turned his attention to this problem of uh, heat loss through the slab. So I started out by asking Mike what was what was attracted him to the building industry. Actually, it was this product. I, you know what? I, I Well, first of all, I grew up in the building industry from the standpoint that my dad was in the construction industry. He was a brick mason and he was a carpenter and, and um, I was always, I've always been around it. So I had some interest in it that way. So it's not that I'm not familiar with it, but I never actually uh, made a living in the industry. Yeah. But this product um, really, really captured my attention. I really felt that it was a, a game changer when we were first introduced to it and, um, felt that we, uh, had the skill set necessary to get it manufactured and get it out to the marketplace. So it just just saw it as a great opportunity. And and in you know our business, we've become very successful at solving problems. Yeah, it's it's all about that. So um, this is that's what this product does. It's a yeah, it's a it's an issue that's been out there forever, and and I felt it was a, a great solution for that. So tell us a little bit more about that. What is the problem that this uh, that Insul Slab solves? Um, well, it is the um, it is the the issue that is created. It's the the thermal transfer that takes place at on uh, in slab on grade foundations um, in this part of the the world where we live, which is in the Midwest of the United States. 
um, it has been a code requirement, which is a, it's part of the international code, uh, so everybody, but that um, uh, the insulation uh, foundations begin at the top of the slab and extend down for some distance. In our part of the country, it's 24 inches. So the requirement is you create a thermal break that again starts at the top of the slab and extends down 24 inches. In so doing, then you eliminate the opportunity for for a heat transfer to take place from the slab uh, to the external. And nobody was able to again, nobody's been able to do that. The solutions they've had here is put foam on the inside of the foundation wall and extend up into the slab. Mm-hmm. In some cases, in some cases they don't even go up into the slab. So, so there's been no um, really. It's 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 a it's a futile attempt at trying to comply with the code. Um, one, it's just money that's thrown into the ground, and and all the studies that we've done and, and participated in and we've and we've researched is that um, there is no uh, thermal break that that occurs by uh, through those applications. Now, if you that just so, picking up on one of those, if you do extend a piece of insulation up through the slab, um, first of all, is that allowed anymore? And secondly, uh, does that affect the structural integrity of the the slab attachment to the foundation? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, they've they've tried a number of solutions, at least in, but like I said, in this part of the country, and I know a, a good part of the United States. Um, first of all, extending that foam all the way to the top of the slab, um, a two-inch piece of foam, um, the issues that are created is, is that the, you now have a, a slab, an interior slab that can be free-floating of yeah. sorts. And so um, many, many warranty issues that were created um, by using that approach where builders would have to come back in and cut out sections of the floor because it had moved. And so obviously the homeowner is looking for a finished floor there. It could have been tile or something. And it's so structurally, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. The house isn't going to fall down, but um, create issues. And then in addition to that, anyone who's using carpet um, over the slab floor would, would find that when they put their tack strips along the edge there, um, you know, there was, there was no substance for them to be able to have the tack strip adhere because they're a lot of times putting that into the foam. Yeah, yeah. So the second attempt was made to to cut the foam on a 45 degree angle at the top, so you had just a small sliver of foam coming to the top, but you still have similar issues, not quite as dramatic. Yeah. But st- similar structural issues, and you know the the uh, the aesthetic issues, and then as well as uh, trying to do the carpet. Yeah, the and carpet. and I know here that uh, that was attempted to. Um, uh, even substituted with um, a strip of timber in in that top, the very top couple sure. of inches. Um, but a, a big earthquake in Christchurch pretty much put put an end to that, and the the regulations don't even allow it anymore, uh, or at least made it very very difficult to to do. Um, so the 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 world it seems needs better solutions to this problem um and, and i've talked to a few people about solutions in various parts of the world what's uh, jumping straight into intel slab what's special about your product well it it is a um the code requires an r10 uh product 
that, um, as I mentioned, starts at the top of the slab and extends down. And, and first of all, our product is an R10. Uh, mm-hmm. Second, second of all, it so is. They, no, now we're in SI, the, we're in SI units there, aren't we? Uh, sorry, in uh, empirical US units. Yes. So what you what you um, the, the product also the way it's designed allows for it to begin at the top of the slab, and um, it is is also a product that is in within the building line. You know that you can get uh, you can meet code by putting foam on the out on the exterior of a home. Mm-hmm. And I've said that to many folks here um, that that exists. You can put a piece of foam that that is underneath or you know tr- as close as you can to the bottom of the plate, and it extends down on the exterior of a home. Then you're required to to put some mem- some some um, product on that allows you to attach some coating to it. In this part of the country, they'll use uh, a chicken wire, some wire mesh, and then they'll use stucco. So what you end up with, because foam obviously will not uh, stand up to the environment on the outside from from the water or any objects flying in there or any anything, it will deteriorate. So you have to cover it. So that option out there exists, but but the materials you put on that are not durable, and yeah. it's on the outside of the building line. So now you have to have a transition from underneath the siding over that, and you got to keep water off of it and moving down. Our product is on the right within the building line so your siding comes down over just like your foundation wall so so first of all it's in the building line uh, the way that you you actually put the the product into place is on the inside of the form the the foundation form boards and it extends down and we actually use two components a a vertical piece which we call our liner and a horizontal piece which we call our band. And so we're actually coming down the exterior, starting at the top of the slab, coming down the exterior of the home, and then going horizontally across the footer. Mm-hmm. So what you end up with is a, uh, we, we, we accomplished the 24-inch requirement that's a part of this country, or part of, that's required in this part of the country. And um, but so we're insulating from the, the slab from the outside, but we're also insulating the slab from the footer mass. Because you obviously have, you know, and we're, we're, our footers here are three feet deep. And so you have the opportunity for a, a fairly large um, cold mass of concrete there. And our mm. putting the foam across the top of it then allows that, um, it keeps the floor from transferring the heat down into that mass. So it's, I mean, that's the, the, the general structure of it. In addition to that, the way the product is designed, it's very, very easy uh, to use in the construction process. The, one of the keys was it has to be easy to use. It has to fit the realities of a of the concrete construction process. So it um, uh, it lays in very easy. As a matter of fact, the, all the prototypes that we've done, uh, the process within a very short period of time, uh, anybody who's done any other practice was able to pick this up and put it in very easily. It doesn't require special tools, no special forms. Um, the products, the, the components come in, in, in uh, specific lengths, but if you need to have something shorter, the product can be modified right there on site with, a, you know, as we say, take your, your circular saw, turn your blade backwards, and run through the vinyl that is on the outside of this product, and then you score it, and then you crack it, and you've got your, you've got your, uh, your new dimension. 
But the other part of this product is once you take your form board off, our, our liner and any area that's exposed on the band, which is a horizontal piece again, is covered in a 45 mil vinyl. So you have, a, you have your foam completely encased um, in vinyl, so mm-hmm. it, it keeps out the moisture, um, but it also protects it from any of the elements. So you, if you're looking at our product, it's, it's just like looking at the foundation. We do a foundation of cement gray. You can actually hold a gas-powered trimmer next to our product, and we've gone through a whole spool of, of, of string and, you, and not marred uh, this product. Wow. So that's some good product you know, testing requirements. That we have. Yes. So it's, it, you know, and you just think about that environment that that product is in there at the, at the ground level, stones are flying, gas trimmer, all those kinds of things. And it's very durable. So you don't have to worry about over time having an issue. And as we say, you know, there's, there's lots of energy improvement things you can do in your home. You can change windows. You can, I mean, you go to double, triple pane windows and those kinds of things. And over time, they deteriorate. Our product, once it's in, it's there. It's, it's forever. You get the benefit uh, that comes from an insulated foundation, and it's, it's there forever. What about uh, so UV? Are, how, how does that vinyl stand up to UV over the long term and uh, all, solar radiation? It's all UV protected. Right. Yep, it's all UV protected, just like your just like your vinyl siding on your home. Yep. Yep. And um, you so mentioned the lengths of the material. What's what's the standard length that the product comes in? It comes in four foot lengths, and that's really uh, driven by a couple things. We um, uh, the ease of handling on the job site. I mean, something a little longer might be a little uh, might be helpful too. But we also were working with um, the size of the, pl- the, the platens that were used, the, the foam is a um, expanded foam mm-hmm. that is molded into the shape that it is. And uh, the platens we have are four foot, so it was kind of the maximum size we could use, and that's, that's kind of what drove a lot of that. But it is, a, it is a nice size for handling. It's a nice size for shipping. Yeah. Um, we also have pre-molded corners. So we have a 90-degree corner Yep. in the same way. You have a liner, a vertical piece, and a horizontal. We have a 90-degree inside corner, and then we can make um, any other any other um, type corner that you need. So and, all, um, and you've got jointers as well for joining all those sections together? Yep. We have a union piece that is a uh, vinyl extrusion, uh, matches the... Um, it is the same vinyl that's used on the on the, uh, the to cover all the foam pieces, and so what that does is it, it allows a nice fit as you're putting each of the pieces in there, and it, so it keeps moisture out, um, allows you a little bit of room for slop if you you know obviously it's there's no as as we know anybody's worked and watched the concrete installation process there's not a lot of precision when you're down in the ground yeah um, but obviously on the exterior of the home. Um, we wanted something nice and neat and clean, which the union does that as well as, like I said, keeps moisture out. It's an interesting point so because the, the the foundation is is really an important transition in a couple of directions, isn't it? It is a bit messy down there. It's uneven. It's um, it's a a um, Quite often, a varying um, substrate. Though you try and you try and make it as, as consistent as possible with putting some some loose fill down, but 
the the top of the slab and the edge of the slab, like you say, wants to look nice, isn't it? So it's quite hard to yes. to get a product that copes with that variation on one side, but looks good, and then also has a really important um, function as uh, on top of just kind of keeping the concrete in. And I guess all those elements of, of your product combined to to achieve that. Is it just one color on the outside? Uh, to date, um, you know, the, the vinyl extrusion process is, is very, we could very simply make um, different colors if that's what people require. And we, and we, we anticipate that in the future. Right. Um, but yeah, today it's just a, it's just a cement gray that we felt would go Obviously, it goes with every yeah. color of vinyl that's used today. Yeah, you yeah. know the other nice a couple other points I wanted to talk about in the product with with our with the with the liner being within the building line, it allows for uh, the brick facing to be put up easily. When you put foam on the outside of a home, obviously now you've you've interfered into whatever footer foundation has been poured to allow a brick wall to be uh, um, you know assembled. Mm-hmm. Uh, or installed. Our product allows that very easily because it's within the building line. The other thing I wanted to mention, the you know what we call the genius of the system, um, is when you put your obviously when you put a piece of foam across the the footer, you still need to have structural contact or integrity where the the home is actually sitting on the footer. And we accomplish that by creating a pier beam system. Every two feet within our um, every two feet within the system. Um, is a um, is actually a, a, a cutout in the in the band. So you have an oval um, that goes all the way through the band. So you you actually see the footer there, and that's where folks are putting their uh, reinforcement rod. So every two feet, the reinforcement rod is going down into the footer. Yep. So it's extending up. It allows that to be tied into the floor. But there is a beam that's created, and 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 that beam actually. Um, carries up into the um, the liner on the side, so the vertical piece, because we have a void that's cut out in there. So you have this cylinder that extends all the way so that when you are laying your sole plate on top of the of the, uh, the concrete floor, your pad, you actually, the, the weight of the home is sitting on those pillars. So every two feet, there is a pillar. In addition, the way the system is engineered is that there is a uh, we create a pier um, where you have, or excuse me, a beam where you have a number four uh, reinforcement rod that is running horizontal all the way around the foundation, and we have this little uh, re we call it a rebar chair that sets the dimension that that bar is going to be sitting within the system. So it's on the inside, obviously, but that that goes around on the inside. And so it's running through each one of those piers. So you create a pier beam system that all the studies have been, you know, and we've done all the studies that will indicate that you can you can carry a load um, anywhere along that uh, along that beam. So that's really, again, we call it the genius of the system. That you know, how can you actually insulate the footer? How can you create that without creating without you know affecting the structural integrity? And that's the pure beam system. And you've got some good photos because it's all quite hard to explain all that. You've done a very good job. But there's some great images on, well, you. on your website. And you also have a, an installation guide, which is free to download. Yes. 
Um, and that's got yep. some very good uh, descriptions there of the process of laying this all out. It makes it look very simple. And I guess that's a, a really key part of it, which you mentioned that was easy to pick up on site. Um, because I imagine that a uh, complaint or a concern that contractors might have is is how much extra is this going to cost and how much extra time is it going to take me from my standard practice? Yes. That, that, that is a question. I think that um, our our partner um, in the process, or my partner in the process, Tony Hicks, was uh, is the designer of this, and Tony um, has been the owner of a a concrete in, installation company for a good number of years, and also a home builder. Nice. So he's very familiar with what the requirements are. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we're all trying. Everyone's trying to make sure they're as efficient as they can be. So that was the that was the drive for the simplicity. That was the drive for the the uh, the ability to modify, but you, you know, right on site. But it's it's very interesting when you see the insole slab system in. It looks like an engineered system. You you don't typically see that on a foundation of a home, mm. but it is an engineered system. It's very nice and neat and clean, and it's not hard to do. So yeah. you you know from a I can tell you from a code official standpoint we've we've talked to many I've made many presentations to many they love it it's 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 refreshing to them to go out on a job site and see um that that's how we're handling the foundations and know that we're meeting code um uh you know for the insulation but uh gives them the confidence that this is done right and um so I mentioned, uh, well, you mentioned why, um, the the grooves there that allow the rebar to come up vertically, and at that point there is a a um, it's thinner. the the out The outside is is thinner because it, it it sort of scoots in a little bit, and um, I it guess goes down to just the thickness of the 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 vinyl at at one point. No, no, no. It's um. It's actually a an inch and a quarter. Um, the the total thickness of the of the foam and and the uh, the vinyl on the vertical pieces is roughly two and three eighths inches, a little bit more because the because of the vinyl. So two three right. inches. And when you and the void is actually created in there, the total thickness there is about an inch and a quarter, an inch and a half. Right. So even even where you've got still exist. even where you've got that structural um, allowance, you you don't have or you've minimised the thermal bridge. Is that that's what I was getting at across the the, the surface across yes. the outside face? There's, my my question was going to be: Is there a danger of thermal bridging at that point? But you've still got some some cover with the foam over, yes. Yes. over and the rebar's set in a little way to that as well. So that that's protecting that the thermal bridging that might be caused by the conductivity of that steel. No, it's, um, no, it's, um, there's still a thermal break and, uh, we've actually had Purdue university, which is, which is a, a very strong engineering school, uh, nationally recognized school here, but located in Indiana did some thermal dynamic studies on our product and, um, and found in the application that, that our product reduces, it's it's very hard to eliminate completely, but it reduces yeah. the, the thermal transfer at the slab edge by ninety percent. Ninety percent. So you, yep. So what you what you find, and it's very interesting because they did they also within their study did 
analysis of the current practice here, which is, as we were talking earlier, of bringing foam up on the inside, mm. but not really bringing it into the slab. Yeah. As well as analyzing no foam whatsoever. Yeah. It's interesting um, that uh, the comparison of the no foam with the two-inch foam on the inside, there's really no difference. Yeah. There's a complete thermal transfer. There's no, there's no thermal advantage or value to putting that in there. So compared our product to both of those um, scenarios. So it, it is a significant, it has a significant impact, um, again, creating that thermal break with it, which then um, creates a more efficient home, which creates a, a more comfortable home. Um, and also, you know, as we see around this part of the country, um, quite a bit of moisture buildup that, that is created along that edge. Um, which then can lead to mold and yeah. and deterioration and all those kinds of things. Yeah, so and that's a, that's a really big a driver for me. Yeah, and it's it's also the moisture that people don't see that I get a little bit concerned about because if you're seeing that moisture, you probably got a tiled floor or an exposed slab. But if you've got a concrete floor, there'll still be moisture there. You'll still be getting condensation, but you just won't see it, and it'll just be making mold underneath your carpet. That's correct. That's correct. Hey, um, I'm going to need to uh, to wrap up, Mike. Um, I, I could I could carry on talking about it. it's one of my favourite subjects, but um, just very quickly, one more te- one more technical point. I'm I'm a little bit weird okay. about that. Um, the the other issue is fastenings of the bottom plate uh, down uh-huh. to the to the outside edge. Now you've fixed that essentially by having a taper at the top edge, which allows enough concrete mm-hmm. cover to get a um, uh, an anchor bolt down through that bottom plate. Is that is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. And I'm not sure what they use. I mean, first of all, the the voids within the the liner create a pier which in which anchor bolts are are used. And we mm-hmm. and you, you know, as you move around the the perimeter of the home, you know exactly where those where those voids are, and you can. You can either use an anchor, which is which is what's required around here, uh, place that in there easily, or um, if you're putting in your 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 standard um, Simpson pipe fastener or something, you know you can drive it in there and that's fine. Or if it's not exactly where one of those voids are, the taper allows you to put in um, a fastener, as you mentioned, and you can you can get enough engagement with the with the concrete. And you've got a fantastic solution for. Um being able to, for the builder to be able to identify exactly where those voids are along the uh, uh, along the the length of that, which I'll I won't we won't go into, but I'll let people I'll encourage people to go and have check it out on the site because it, the pictures explain the the system very well, and they also explain the the difference in where the insulation is placed and what effect that has on the overall heat transfer as well. You've got some good diagrams there, um, even coming back to the, the point you mentioned about putting insulation on the inside being almost ineffective uh, relative to, to not having any at all. You've got some great um, heat flow uh, cross-sections there which demonstrate why that is. So, um, Thank you. Now, you're, you're Indiana at the moment? Yes, uh, where where are you, you shipping to? Product? Yeah, where are you shipping to at the moment? Where yeah. where can people um, get uh, get this insole slab? Well, actually, we've we focused on a 400 mile radius from 
northeastern Indiana. Mm-hmm. This is where our um, all the product is being manufactured and assembled in northeastern Indiana. Yep. Just happens to be where we're from. And so we've selected a 400-mile radius because that's the most economical range in which to ship foam because it's just – there's no weight, just bulk, obviously. Yeah. And so yeah. We, we've actually established a – yeah, we've established a relationship with with uh, a distributor in this area uh, called CMA Supply, and they are a concrete materials and accessory company that actually distributes or supplies the the concrete installers, and they they today can cover Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, and Michigan, and but 400 miles from our area here is all is clear out to areas of Pennsylvania, up into Toronto, uh, Chicago, Milwaukee, St. Louis. So we've got a pretty big area here, and we're still working on building those other distribution relationships to cover those areas. So, um, you know, we're just we're just getting ready to launch. The only thing we've had so far are prototypes. We've had prototype installations, and we're finishing our product for uh, for uh, distribution in the market. And we'll have we'll have product out here in the next week, and um, so it's um we're at the initial stages here but but tremendous excitement from folks in this part of the country and and we're excited about your interest in our product and we we expect to uh, duplicate our distribution um, uh, process uh, across the country and and as far as we can take it here because we we know it's an international problem yeah absolutely I will be uh, watching that with uh, with great interest, Mike, uh, because I think it is a great solution to a, a problem that is pretty universal. Hey, thank you very much thank for your you. time. I really appreciate it. I'll uh, I'll put some links up into the show notes and people can go and check out all their information on uh, Inselslab. It's inselslab.net, isn't it? That's correct. Awesome. That is correct. All right. Hey, thanks very all much, right. Mike. Matthew, thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate your interest and time. Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Mike Peters. I personally am very excited that someone who's been successful in business and uh, manufacturing and, and distribution of similar sorts of products has turned his attention to solving the problem in this niche. And while this product is currently only available uh, in the US, Insul Slab, Um, I look forward to either Insul Slab or something similar being available elsewhere, Um, New Zealand, Australia, UK, wherever, because it's a great solution for its primary cause of cutting that heat loss at the the edge of the slab, but also the the detail that Mike and his team have thought about have made it really easy, and I can see this being a great solution for contractors and, and for builders and because I think that's one of the biggest challenges is, is getting builders to to change and to try, try something new on the building site. You can find information about Intel Slab. I'll put them on all on the sh- information on the show notes. That will be over at homestylegreen.com forward slash 116 for episode 116. And if you want some help with your project, then I'd love to hear from you. I've got a few things on the go at the moment. One of them is I'm really interested in people who are at the early stages of their project. And you can be anywhere for this, but I'm looking out for a handful, say um, between five and ten 
uh, people who are thinking about doing a, re- a re- renovation, remodel of a house or building new and are maybe starting to look at designers, architects, builders in that early stage of research. I'd love to hear from you. I've, uh, I'm putting something together and I'd, I'd basically like some, like some guinea pigs to try some stuff out. Um, so if that sounds like you, uh, please get in touch, matthew at homestylegreen.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you could head over to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and leave a review there and uh, or a comment, and that helps us spread the word and get more people interested in building a better place to live. Thanks very much for tuning in. I'll talk to you again next week on Homestyle Green.